What a great show we've got today. We're chatting with Tim Shears, the owner of Gateway Drum Smokers and Blues Hog Barbecue. Welcome to the Butcher Barbecue Podcast, world headquarters, Wellston, Oklahoma. The Butcher Turn Pitmaster, your host, David Bosca. Welcome everybody to this week's podcast. We have the one, the only, the, well, let's just call it the deemed the tallest man in barbecue. Tim Shears is with us. Tim, say hello. Hey, how you doing? Hey, we're doing good. I, I just called Tim, y'all, and I had to ask whenever um, I picked it up. I say, Tim, did I get you before your coffee? Because he didn't sound too enthused. So we're going to do everything we can to to help wake Tim up. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm definitely not a morning person, but uh, I've got one coffee down. I'm ready to roll now. We can just wait until it kicks in about halfway through this show. It'll probably probably go off the chain. So. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was sitting here thinking, well, first off, tell everybody where Tim Shears is right now. I'm in Washington, Missouri. Uh, I'm at the Blues Hog uh, World Headquarters here. We're just hunkered down. We haven't had much bad weather yet for the winter, but uh, hopefully we can keep that streak alive. Well, let me ask you this. I knew you first originally, and I'd have to think about it, but it seems like I think the first time I met you, shook hands, got to know you, was I think it was Pleasant Hill, Missouri. We was at a cook-off. Does that sound right? Yeah, that's probably right. I might have took your class before that even. I'm not sure what the timeline was, but yeah, Pleasant Hill. I, I think we were parked pretty close to each other. and Yeah, it was good to good to spend some time with you back then for sure. Yeah, well, what was the guy that put that on? Jeff's, oh, what was his last name? Um, um, Stiff, I think. Yeah. That's it. Jeff Stiff, yeah. I think. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, I remember running around the edge of my trailer and watching you cook on drums and going, this guy's got it way too simple. He's got it figured out. I, I remember I ordered a drum right there. I said, I, and I still have that very first drum. What, what all, when did that all start for you? Let's first off, let's go gateway drums. If anybody's lived under a rock, that's, that's probably why I need to say that, but it's gateway drum smokers. How long had you been cooking on them? Well, not very long. When I met you, probably about a year at the most. 2012 was the was the year we started. You know, we made the first gateway drum. We started cooking just ribs on them back then. Fortunate enough to win first place ribs at the American Royal that year and cooked them in two hours and fifteen minutes. Um, that really catapulted the uh, the drum business. And um, I think it might have been that spring that that I probably talked to you. And I know. Uh, you know, just from memory, I know you know your custom butcher barbecue drum was one of the one of the first you know custom drums we were making for a you know nationally known team. I would say. Wow, I, I didn't realize that even. <laughs> That's kind of cool. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it is. You put some miles on that drum, haven't you? I sure have. That's why I just fixed. I I drug that around contest for a long time. I did briskets on it for a long time, and yeah. I remember I I took it to the all the TV shows, the pitmaster shows, because you just never knew what they were going to throw at you. And I just had to take it for that hot, direct, in um, intense heat if needed. We actually yeah. cooked on it in 2012 when we won the World Food Championships. Also, yep. Out in Vegas. Yeah, yeah. Out, out, out in Vegas. Yeah, I remember that. Yep. Cool. That's awesome. We all know you started the fad with drum cooking. We'll at least give you the fatherhood of it. I don't know if you started it, but I'm going to give you the fatherhood of it here. Then you you had a really good friend that we've all fell in love with and 
if you've lived under a bigger rock than ever before, there was Blues Hog. Chronological, when did you acquire Blues Hog? Because you said that opening there that you're at the Blues Hog World Headquarters. Yeah, uh, Blues Hog and Gateway Headquarters, I should have said. But uh, but now, uh, just to backtrack, I can't really take the fatherhood of the drum drum smoker. You know, I mean, there was guys cooking on cans. You know, you talk about Snail and uh, Jeff Spurgeon and some of these guys, you know, that were cooking on cans well before I even knew about barbecue probably, but um, I would say that, you know, we definitely catapulted it into, um, you know, the commercial world and the mainstream for sure. But, but no, as far as Blues Hog, I mean, you know, 2015 basically, and, you know, my good buddy, old Billy Arnold, you know, was going through some brain cancer issues and stuff like that. And, you know, I think he kind of got to know us, you know, we got to know each other through the competition world and and he saw what we were doing with the gateway drums and you know he was living about an hour or maybe two hours from me so we were running into each other quite a bit you know around competitions in missouri and stuff and and, uh, you know he asked me to purchase a blues hog company in in 2015 so you know that was one of those deals where you know i knew the brand and i knew the potential of it and and the quality of it and and i was just an honor more than anything i you know i you know i couldn't hardly believe it was real you know it was it was very exciting. It wasn't the best timing, cause, you know, at the time, because I had plenty of other jobs and things going on in my life. But, you know, if you know me now, I guess it's, you know, I'm one of those guys that probably has too many things going on as opposed to not enough things, you know. So, <laughs> you know, it's been a, it's been a good fit. It's been, a, you know, definitely was a learning curve. I had no idea, you know, I never was in the food industry or the sauce business or anything like that. And, and um, you know, honestly, I can't get enough of it now. It's, it's motivating. It's exciting. And, you know, we're just, um, you know, all in full speed ahead on it. That's absolutely leads you right into my next question. I was going to digress just a little bit. We jumped right in with the companies that you are well known for. What did Tim do or Tim and Terry do prior to Gateway? Well, uh, first of all, I grew up on a hog farm, you know, so, you know, I'd say I wasn't in the food industry. I guess I was, you know, just on the on the initial edge of it, I, I tell my dad all the time, I finally found a way to make them smell good. So um, <laughs> I'm pretty happy with that. <laughs> he's, he's 70 years old, still farming like he's 20, you know, and uh, which is good for him. But, you know, I went to school, went to college, you know, and right, at, right after college, or actually while I was in college, I started a landscaping company and I was gung-ho into that, you know, as hard as I could be. And, you know, had a really nice company and a growing company and, and um, was trying to be the best landscaper in the world. <laughs> you know, that all changed you know, basically 2012 with the drum smoker, we were, you know, we actually were heading at landscape guys building drums in the off season here at the shop. And, and, um, then when, when blues hog came along, I had to kind of throttle back my landscape world and, and balance my time between the, you know, the barbecue and, and that, you know, here now it's definitely dominated by barbecue. So, um, I'm not complaining landscape it's hard on your back, uh, <laughs> amongst other things, but, you know, it's been a, been a good ride, you know. That is great. I, I, I often wondered myself what got Tim fired up and going, and it was just you fell in love with cooking barbecue, it sounds like, and that's how come you went with the drums. That's how come Bill could see what he's seen in you and Terry, and he, he looked at the whole picture. He knew it wasn't just you out there or Terry just out there. He knew it was uh, the dedication to it. Yeah, I think he did, and, you know, and I think – you know, I don't think he, you know, he, I talk to him every day or every other day at least, you know, right now still. It's been a good, been a good mix, man. I mean, he, he needed me and, and I kind of needed him, honestly. So, 
um, it's a good deal and, and, uh, you know, we couldn't be happier with it and just feel honored to, to be able to take on a brand like that, that, that we knew had the potential, you know, I mean, Bill did a wonderful job, you know, getting a, a, a sauce company off the ground. I mean, you and every, you know, a lot of guys know how hard it is to, to build a brand and, uh, it's a very competitive world. And, and he was, you know, he was a little bit ahead of the game back then with it. And, you know, it started from making it in his kitchen to, you know, where we are now shipping it worldwide. I mean, it's really crazy if you think about it. And, and I still feel like we've got a long way to go. I can't disagree with you. I, I know how large blues hog is. It encompasses a whole lot more than sauces folks. Since Tim has acquired <laughs> this, he has brought in new ideas and branded product. That is, that is a, I could say does bills honor. Well, his brand is being carried on in a good way. Why don't you allude just a little bit on the things that you've expanded into? Well, yeah, I appreciate that. First of all, I mean, you know, everything we do here at Blues Hog, I mean, that's kind of, kind of been our, you know, our motto and everything is, it's, it's all competition proven. You know, if, if it's something that I wouldn't want to use at a competition or wouldn't, wouldn't feel proud about, then it's not going to happen, you know, and that's just the bottom line when it comes to it, you know, uh, putting our name on anything. So, you know, and I think that's, that was Bill's mindset and that's, you know, uh, honestly, there's a lot of pressure on that, you know, uh, when you, when you're looking at new products and, and making, you know, we've made some new rubs or we made, uh, you know, two new rubs of sweet and savory and the bold and beefy, which I think have been a pretty good hit. Uh, we've expanded into the, to the lump charcoal and now briquette world, which, um, you know, we're lucky enough to have, you know, one of the largest hardwood forests right here in Missouri. You know, we're really proud of that and the quality of it. Um, you know, we've got our own smoking wood products same same deal you know made missouri kiln dried all family owned companies and you know that's that's what we really want to pride ourselves on and and just kind of push it you know to the next level i mean you know just like you do in your business i mean we want to we want to supply people with you know high quality products that make them successful whether it's you know at home at a competition or in a restaurant you know any way possible i mean it's all about you know giving you the best tools for success and and that's kind of what, what our what our whole deal is. Okay. I'm going to take a half a step back. You said you talked to Bill <laughs> a few times a week, but let's say. Yeah. Give yeah. me an idea of that conversation because Bill is a legend in the barbecue sauce world. He, he may not be known at, in the average kitchen like the Sweet Baby Ray's and the Kraft, but every place else, we all know Bill Arnold and Blues Hog. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know Bill. It's, it's, it's awesome. Really. I mean, it covers every aspect emotionally. Um, you, you know what I mean? And, and Bill's gone through a ton in his life and, um, you know, he's been battling brain cancer for over 11 years, I think 12 years, maybe now, you know, back and forth in the hospital. He's had, you know, several open, you know, brain surgeries and everything. I mean, it, the guy's, it's well beyond nine lives. I'll tell you that. And, and, um, you know, so the conversation is some days it's, it's great and he's, you know, in a great mood and upbeat and, and, and some days he's motivating me. And then some other days I'm motivating him to, to, to stay with it and keep pushing, you know, if he gets down, I mean, he's currently in the, in the VA hospital in, in uh, Columbia, Missouri right now, you know, recovering from, you know, a couple strokes that he had, you know, from seizures and stuff. So, you know, it's never a dull moment. That's for sure. I mean, uh, but like I said, I mean, I think, I think, you know, as different as we are, we're, we're, we're the same in a lot of, a lot of ways too. And, you know, Bill has just been awesome, you know, blessing in my life. I mean, he, he literally will light up any room he comes into, as you know, I mean, it, it, <laughs> yeah. you know, as soon as you get done talking to him, your problems aren't, aren't a big deal anymore and you're over it and you're, you know, you're, you're motivated for the next, you know, and that's just, 
you know, it's a, it's an amazing thing about him. I mean, he's like nobody else I've ever met in, in that regard. So, um, no, it's fun. I mean, he's, he's, um, you know, working on writing a book right now. I mean, he's, he's got recipes in his brain still that he's working on and, and trying to get his health to where he can, you know, create some of that stuff, get back in the kitchen and make some new stuff that he's been thinking of. And, and just the, the stories that he comes with, I mean, that, that itself would make a, a hell of a book, you know, now you know his recipes and experiences, you know, along the way. I mean, I think that it's going to be unbelievable, you know, when we get it all done. So, uh, it's really exciting. And, and that's one of the things that keeps him motivated as well. Tim, I've never done this and I'm pretty sure you've never done this, but at a little over 14 minutes in this podcast, I'm going to make a statement that I want to, donate for every listen or download we get of this podcast for the first 30 days. I want to donate a dollar for everyone to you make the call. I don't care if it's the VA hospital where he's at, if it's for something for brain surgery, but I want everyone to share, throw this out there. Let's get as many as we can and I want to make a donation from Butcher Barbecue slash Blues Hog for a foundation that we both agree upon. How about it? Are you in with me on that? I'm in with you. Yeah, oh. I'd be happy to match that as well. I think. Oh that's, wow, that's that is awesome. Worthy, okay. worthy cause, and and um, I really think that's that's giving back in the barbecue way that that we're all used to in the barbecue community. I, I really do. I mean, it's. Um, you know, we talk about getting involved in barbecue all the time and there's always mentors or, I mean, it's always to me been such an open community. I mean, you're one of them. I mean, you know, there's guys along my way, Jeff Brinker here in Washington. I mean, you know, he was cooking, you know, bending down at the gas station and I would stop there and pick his brand and buy barbecue. You know what I mean? It, it, you know, he got me going on a lot of things. I mean, you talk about Spurgeon and some of these other guys too, with the drums. I mean, it's always been such a, you know, open giving community and, and, you know, I've done the best I can to try to, you know, continue that and pass it on to the next, the next generation. I'm getting old, David. <laughs> uh, not, not the young gun I used to be. <laughs> so you're trying to say that if uh, David has another contest up in Miami, that you might not be on top of that drum like last time. I can't stick to landing like I used to. That's for sure. <laughs> not, definitely not safe. Oh, man. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. That is awesome. You have so much going on with the Blues Hog, with, well, your kids. Is that where they, they got the uh, FFA start? Is is your family up breathing? Isn't it pigs they're showing? Yeah. Uh, we just had a, had three litters of pigs uh, yesterday. So we went out there last night at 9 o'clock in the pig barn. Uh, seeing what we came up with, so you know, and, and I, I did that when I was young, and like I said, I grew up on the hog farm, and and you know, family still does it and everything. So you know, we just try to try to pass that along. I mean, you know, my kids are pretty active in sports, and being preteens, I guess you'd call it now. I mean, it's uh, it's crazy, but anything we can do to drag them out and get them to shovel some hog shit, I'm all for. So uh, <laughs> you know, so anyway, it's good for them. It teaches them a lot, and. And, uh, you know, like I said, we've got, you know, we're 
I ran ran the girls to basketball practice in St. Louis last night. Came back, checked the pigs, and homework at nine o'clock at night. But <laughs> we yeah. stay active and, and and stay busy with it. But it's fun. It'd, it'd be sitting around the house on the on the phone or something like that. So. And then I asked you to get up early to chat with me. So I guess that's the top off. <laughs> it's not really that early. <laughs> uh, it's all good. Uh, well, with everything we've talked about, which is a lot, don't get me wrong. I'm not trying to put it all under one thumb. What keeps that drive? What keeps that burn in Tim's belly to make him want to keep going? What, what's your goal with everything? What do you want to do? I got more goals than I could probably ever achieve, to be honest with you. And I don't know what it is. I mean, you know, it's life more than anything. You know, you get one shot at it. I don't want to sit around and waste it. You know, I want to go as hard as I can at everything I do. And that's just the way it is. You know what I mean? So um, sometimes it's not, sometimes I go in the wrong direction, I guess, but uh, at least I'm going, you know. <laughs> but now it's one of those things where you just, anything worth doing is, is worth doing right. And that's kind of the way I try to do things and, and try to live life. And, and hopefully at this point now I'm trying to pass it on to the kids and, and everything else. So now it's a lot, man. It's no doubt. I mean, you know, sometimes I probably need to take a step back and, you know, stop and smell the roses a little bit, but it's just the way I'm going. So let me ask the structure you've got underneath you. Do you have someone or a general manager that runs gateway? Do you have a general manager that runs blues hog or do you and Terry kind of run, run the whole thing? Yeah, I mean, we definitely, I mean, we have incredible people right now. Now, you know, and I'm not just saying that. I mean, it, this has been some of the, probably the best group of employees and, and, you know, team members on our on our crew that we've ever had. And, um, yeah, we've got, you know, uh, a manager running running the gateway operation on a daily basis. I mean, I'm still kind of the, you know, what do you call it, the spearhead of it, I guess, you know what I mean, and, and, and trying to innovate and come up with new ideas and new products and, and, you know, on the Blues Hog as, as well, I mean, we've got an incredible team of, you know, from operations to, you know, salespeople and, um, you know, our marketing department has, has really stepped up. And, you know, it's all, you know, it's people that we've been able to hire that are literally on board with, with making this, uh, you know, as big as they can. I mean, they're taking it as their own and, and you know, I've made a pretty good commitment to it. And, you know, obviously I couldn't do any of it without them. I mean, you know, I'm good for one or two, I, I, you know good ideas out of 10 every once in a while and they can take the ones and, and make them happen. I mean, that's just what, it, you know, how it works. And, and, uh, you know, it's definitely a good, a good team right now for sure. And we're, you know, more than thankful for that. And so does your whole team or are they all based right there in Washington, Missouri with you? Uh, for the most part. Yeah. Um, we do have, uh, a couple, um, sales and marketing people, you know, you know, we've got Joey Machado in Texas. We've got, some people in the uh, East coast and, you know, regional people like that. And then, you know, we've got our distributors and stuff that we work with and, and everything. But yeah, for the most part, we've got, you know, our office here, um, and warehouse here in, in Washington where we run everything out of, you know, as well as our co-packing plants and stuff like that. So uh, it's all a big circle and, you know, we all got to, got to work together on it for sure. So, well, you, going ain't, on, so. you ain't kidding there. I had a goal with yeah. Levi and, he wanted to take it a sidestep and he went into the restaurant world. You had mentioned yeah. that down the road, your girls that you'd kind of like to see him take it over, not trying to, let's just say earmark them to where they don't go and have their own life. But do you feel that maybe that's what you're trying to do is maybe groom one or two or all three or whatever to, to do that? <laughs> well, I mean, uh, obviously everybody would love that, you know I mean? As far as me and, and, 
you know, I would certainly want to create an opportunity where they could do that. And if, if it's their choice not to, I'd be totally fine with that. So, um, but no, it's all really about, you know, building a company that, you know, someday, you know, I could step away from and, and it's still operating. I mean, that's kind of in business. That's kind of my goal with a lot of things, you know, I mean, I'm trying to create people that can do things that I don't, so I don't have to do them anymore. And, and I think that's a big part of, you know, our success and, and, you know, how we've gotten some, some of these people that we, that we have right now. I mean, it's, I don't want to sit there and micromanage them my entire life. I want to give them the freedom to make some decisions and, and, you know, further themselves as well. So, um, whether it's my kids or whoever, you know what I mean? It, you know, I would love to, you know, I feel like if I would create that situation, then I probably did the job right. I, I can't disagree with that. That's absolutely the, yeah. my opinion, the, the right way to look at it also. You yeah, said, you, mean, you know, you, you probably had the same way with, with Levi and, you know, it's awesome. <clears throat> it's awesome watching him. I remember when I went to your class, he was, I don't know if he was in college age or something like that, probably at the most. And, and uh, you know, so I've kind of known of him since then. And, and it's been really fun watching him grow with his, his, with his barbecue stand and everything else. I mean, it's incredible. Yeah. The, it's been incredible. Has it been pricey? Not really, because he's kind of paid his own way with that. No doubt about it. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. I mean, I, you could tell the way he did it, you know what I mean? With, with, with the stand and what it's going into. I mean, it's just, it's been fun to watch for sure. And I bet that's what you want to do with this. You know, it's, it's crazy as a parent, we've got ideas and we kind of feel where we're going to do this right here. But then the younger generation steps in and says, what about this? And you're like, I don't know anything about it, but then they take that ownership <laughs> And they go a whole different direction. And you look back five years later and you're like, wow, I would have never have done that. Or I would yeah. never have thought of that. It's, it's, it is crazy <laughs> how they think and can make things happen. It's different for sure. I mean, you know, the way marketing and technology has changed, you know, like the way I used to do marketing is totally different the way that, than the way it can be done now. You know what I mean? And um, without some younger people on the crew, I don't think that we would be, anywhere where we're at right now without that you know i mean they've got the ideas and a different mindset and different different ways people receive information now and and um you know and it literally changes by the month of the year for sure you know i mean it's one of those things you really got to stay on top of and it's a moving target all the time oh you ain't kidding there and i'm <laughs> in the firm belief to where if i'm sick i go to a doctor if i need legal advice i call an attorney <laughs> and yep. that right there is that 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 area, if you need the, let's just say social media attention, you call someone that knows that because it's changed. Yeah, it is. And you know, that's one thing I've never, I haven't been on top of social media probably as much as I should have, but you know, I have um, definitely tried to hire people that can be, you know, and as well, you know, like you said, it's kind of knowing your strengths and your weaknesses. And, and I was trying to try to um, find people that are good at things that I'm not good at and, there's quite a few of those, so it makes the job pretty easy sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of people knows a lot more than I do. You're absolutely right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's see. Well, what's next on your world, in the butcher barbecue world? Well, just going to try to get back out and cook a little bit first. You know, yeah. I, I let's be, be awesome. real. We all took last year off, and at first you're like, well, I don't know. I, I'd like to cook. But I tell you what, I kind of enjoyed the a little bit of the downtime. There's no doubt about yeah, it. Exactly. I mean, we we did the same. You know, we went from cooking 30 or 40 competitions to, I think, five last year and spent a lot of time in the backyard and, and cooking in the backyard with the family and friends. And, 
um, I definitely feel like it was a nice change of pace and, you know, chance to slow down a little bit. But at the same time, I'm, you know, we'd love to see all, all of our barbecue friends and family and, and, you know, that competition, you know, drive is still there and, and, you know, we'd love to get back out there too a little bit. I've actually, actually head down to Texas uh, next weekend. We're going to do a class with Fred Robles down there and, and then I'm going to cook the IBCA contest. So, you know, something different, you know, outside of the norm of KCBS that, you know, I haven't done very much of. So kind of looking forward to that new experience of new people and, and everything that goes along with that. I definitely want to try a couple of barbecue spots while I'm down there as well. <laughs> oh, man. Okay. That opens up a whole nother world. Do you eat a lot of barbecue? <laughs> um, I would say no, especially not my own. Um, you know, it's kind of like when we started, I, I'd love to try different barbecue and, and different restaurants, different people's creations. And, and that's, that's where I'm at now. I mean, if anything, I like to try and test sample my own stuff if I try something new, but you know, there's a million ways to cook barbecue and, and, you know, I haven't had half of them yet. So, you know, especially in Texas, I haven't spent much time down there at all. As many places that we've been around the world, you know, Texas has probably been neglected, I guess, um, <laughs> if you will. But, you know, we're looking forward to get down there and I'm going to try to, we're heading to Houston, but I'm going to try to swing through Austin and hopefully hit Valentina's. And I know Ernest has a new place down there as well. So um, hopefully we can um, hit up some of those guys on the way back. Yeah, I'd love to go to Ernest's place, man. I love the looks yeah. of that. And just the way it he does. cooks. It looks amazing. Yeah, the way he yeah. cooks and presents, it's it's crazy good. Yeah, yeah, and his passion comes through. I mean, it, that's one of the things that's, you know, very clear when you look at his his work and his, his store and everything else. I mean, it's just, you're going to get everything he's got. So, looking forward to that. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> You'd ask what all I've got going you know, I'm probably just like you. I've got two dozen things that's started, not finished, you know, yeah. products, yeah. new products, new ways of thinking. And it's mm-hmm. it's sad to say, but I just don't know if the change will make that big a difference. So it, I just kind of keep it under mm-hmm. under lock and key and go, eh, I don't know, you know, what's yeah. my return on if I do change this? Yeah. Yeah, no doubt. I mean, that's, you are the same as me in that respect. I mean, we've got things started and stopped and, you know, seem like a good idea, but maybe not number one priority. And, you know, you just kind of follow them, I guess, in the back pocket. And hopefully when the time's right, it happens. But, um, but no, I, I get it, man. It's, it is a lot to, you know, a lot to think about and, you know, the world's changing by the minute and, that's one thing we learned in the last year that the world is unpredictable. So, uh, we just kind of got to roll with the punches and see, <laughs> see what we can do. Yeah. And you just like me, barbecue was huge last year, contrary to a lot of other subcategories in the food world, <clears throat> but we blew yep. up and, and I'm, and I know there's not a doubt yep. in my mind that, that you guys blew up, but, yeah. I've always, well, last year taught me one thing and it was how can I diversify and what can we do to make sure if it shuts <laughs> down this crazy world again, that we right. either continue or what can I do to continue to continue without being barbecue? Yeah. I keep that in my mind too. Yeah. I mean, that's a good point. I mean, you know, when this, you know, pandemic first started, it was, you know, I was nervous as heck because, you know, competitions were shutting down, restaurants were shutting down. I mean, that's that's two pretty big markets for us, right? So, you know, we weren't sure what was going to happen, but, you know, we started focusing more online and, you know, and, and that 
picked up a lot and grocery and hardware stores picked up a lot. So it was, um, you know, it was one of those things where we, we didn't see that coming really. And, and we were kind of unprepared for it and, you know, playing catch up for the whole year. But, you know, you look back on it and we were pretty lucky that we weren't hit harder. I know a lot of our restaurant friends and, and, you know, and some of these other places were, you know, were hit really hard. So, uh, we've got to feel fortunate about that. And, and like you said, just trying to have enough different avenues out there that, that you can balance them and, and at the worst case, stay alive, right? <laughs> oh, absolutely. And I subcategorize our business too. I go retail, I go wholesale, I do restaurants, just like you said, the yeah. hardware and grocery business. And that's what I've looked at is like, what else can I do with these warehouses I got here, this property I own? What else can be, I hate to say it like this, but we've got a great distribution set up. What else can I bring yeah. into my world that doesn't cost an arm and a leg that we can utilize this distribution centers for that isn't barbecue, that that would not change me? Yeah. Yeah. I think you nailed it there that says, when you said that doesn't cost an arm and a leg. Yeah. Um, a lot of these ideas and things that we want to do. I mean, um, you know, we added pre-cooked barbecue meats, you know, smoked meats and stuff that we're selling online and in, into wholesale and everything. And pretty big startup costs on that, actually. And, you know, a project I had been working on for probably two and a half years now, um, you know, ready to roll it out. And, and then all of a sudden, food services shut down, right? So, yep. um, who, you know, who, who sees that stuff coming? You don't. But, you know, it's, um, you know, it, it actually gives us a chance to stop and regroup and, and kind of think, you know, where we're headed with that and, and how we really want to do it. You know what I mean? So, you know, there's always a good thing in it, I guess, but you know, a lot of, a lot of things you want to do are, are just too big a startup cost or, you know, not feasible at the time. And, you know, sometimes you got to keep the horse in front of the cart, right? So that's where we're at. Well, <laughs> it's given back. It's, it's marketing. There's a lot of things we can say about what I want to talk next. And it's the barbecue league. You guys started that with a contest in mind, teaching and educating the the public. You tried to go with just a group of us guys, and I signed up for it going, man, I'm all in. I love the concept, but I never could yeah. make it to one of the, would you say contest or festivals? Yeah. yeah, I mean, that's that's an idea that, like you said before, I mean, it it's kind of gone full circle with, you know, who we want to be and how we want to make it happen. I think we started with the right intentions and, and, you know, the goal was to promote barbecue, like to give it a platform that, that wasn't necessarily there ever since, you know, barbecue pitmasters. you know, when you were on shows and stuff like that, barbecue really gained all that popularity and, you know, it gave people everyday backyard cooks and I, an opportunity to get inside of a competition and kind of see what that whole world, you know, was all about. And, you know, some of those shows have gone away and nothing's really replaced that. So, you know, with, with YouTube and, and social media and stuff, our goal was to, you know, kind of give those people, an, you know, outsiders an inside look at, at the barbecue world and, and hopefully have them gain interest in, you know, not just competing, but, you know, cooking at home and, and some of the products that we use on the competition circuit, you know, that they could purchase and use at home and, and have, you know, make better barbecue basically and just, you know, create new interest in the sport and the activity. So, you know, that was always our goal. How we got there, how we're getting there is, is, has changed quite a bit. You know, we went from, you know, promoting competition cooks and, you know, doing more of a reality series, um, you know, television style series on, on you know, internet based. But 
um, you know, then we were doing big festivals and, and doing a lot of, um, you know, public interaction and, and, and trying to get samples in people's mouths and just kind of, uh, you know, giving those people a chance to interact with the pitmasters that, that maybe they've seen on TV. And then obviously festivals have been canceled and, and, you know, we're back to a lot of how to's and, you know, uh, we've, we've done some virtual classes and web-based, uh, recipe content and, and stuff like that. So definitely have had to, um, change with the times on that a little bit. Um, but our, you know, our end goal is still the same and that's create, you know, better exposure for barbecue, whether it's, you know, our brand or, or KCBS or IBCA or, or restaurants, anything, you know what I mean? We just want to build the hype of, of the activity that we love. I mean, it's, it's a pretty easy one for us. It's just more or less getting the funds and the support to, to make those, uh, those dreams a reality. <laughs> so, uh, but no, it's still, you know, it's still a, a goal that we're working on and, uh, we're seeing growth in it every day and, and, and hopefully we can continue it in the future. That's right. And, I love the idea of what you've said. You've taken one concept and it was, let's teach people about barbecue. And as times changed, you changed with it. The basis hasn't changed. The process of getting the knowledge to the end users, what's changed. Right. Exactly. I mean, you know, we kind of rebranded. I mean, went from national barbecue league, which, to me sounded more like another sanctioning body, which was not what we were trying to be at all. You know what I mean? So maybe, maybe our branding wasn't quite right. And we've rebranded to the barbecue which is, you know, uh, just a, a group where you can experience camaraderie, you know, share knowledge, get exclusive discounts and ac- access to, you know, some things that maybe you wouldn't have got, you know, just on YouTube or, or wherever, you know what I mean? So just trying to take that another, to another level and, you know, we've done a lot of online competitions and photo contests and just trying to, you know, create the interaction and the, um, the buzz around barbecue. I mean, that's one thing, you know, barbecue, competition barbecue is considered a sport, right? But it's not necessarily a spectator sport, you know, a lot of times. So, you know, you don't really generate a big fan base unless you're interacting with, with your fans or giving them something to watch or some, some type of tip or trick or drama or whatever that, that keeps them interested. So, you know, it's got to be a, co- a combination of, you know, education, entertainment, you know, camaraderie, you know, discount codes, you know, exclusive access to, to, to things. I mean, there's a lot that goes into it, but, you know, like I said, the end game is still the same. Yeah, it's not that you're going to pull in a soccer mom. They're going to have to have right. a like for barbecue already, yeah. cooking, something. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And, and if it's just cooking, you know, maybe we – Maybe we entice them to get their first gas grill. Maybe they go from gas grill to a charcoal grill. You know, whatever that is, we want to help them take that that step. You know, and it's and it's something you know that's got to be done from every every level. You know what I mean? Whether it's a beginner uh, just getting over the edge of you know going from steak to a, a ribs to a brisket or something, up to you know the high end competition world where you're trying to go from middle of the pack to to the top. I mean, we've got you know we're trying to offer things for everybody and. And um, I think you've got to have every aspect of it in order to, to have a good, you know, good opportunity for growth. I agree. I agree. And that even sounded like a businessman there at the last. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Not sure if you're aware of what happens at this segment or this area of the podcast, but I've got a lot of injection needles out here in my warehouse. I'm going to inject. I bet. 
Tim Shears with a butcher barbecue truth serum. I'm going to ask him a few questions and he has to tell the truth. Uh oh. Okay. Right. This one goes if anyone listening knows. Barbecue truth or real truth? Yes. this one goes right along with tim he mentioned he's getting old and he's slowing down but this one is is a tim sheer question what embarrasses you the most and what has been your most embarrassing (laughs) how much time do you have Um, (laughs) oh man i don't even know um I would say being on TV, being on camera, you know, on, on things where, where uh, especially, especially when we first started doing it, I, I hated the camera, <laughs> you know, I wanted nothing to do with it. You know what I mean? So that's one thing. Um, anymore, I, I really don't care. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's pretty hard to embarrass me, I feel like, but I'm sure it can be done. It's just gets harder and harder the older I get, I think. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Let's go with this question. What was your least favorite uh, subject in school? Math. <laughs> what did you uh, like sure. the most? I wasn't of? very good at I wasn't very good at school, so um, <laughs> I did about as good as the guy sitting next to me is what I would say about school. I like that. <laughs> what was your most liked <laughs> subject other than recess? Um, probably anything on the science edge or or something like that. You know, I was more into that type of thought process than I was math or anything like that so. all right we got just a little bit still running through your blood veins so we've we've got a yeah. one more question and this gets kind of kind of deep so i hope you've had another drink uh-huh. of coffee all right okay if you could know the absolute total truth to one question what would that question be I mean, something kind of like what crashed in Area 51, uh, whatever you want to think of. What? Oh, my gosh. Yeah, see, it's not just fun and games on this podcast. Right. <laughs> man, that is a deep one, man. I guess I'll just answer with a deep one. What, what's the key to life? <laughs> okay. Well, the key to there life. You go. All right. Uh, well, it covers it all. He gets you out of that question. It's what it does. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, Tim, that's all I've got. I really appreciate you yeah. getting getting up this morning, chatting with me. Won't you yeah, quote to everybody? Tell everybody where they can follow Blues Hall, Gateway, the Barbecue League, all that stuff, so that they can look you up. Yeah, that's fine. I mean, uh, you know, uh, obviously you can Google any of those, but blueshog.com gatewaydrumsmokers.com and the bbqleague.com would be the, the top three. We're really excited about what we've got going on and, and definitely appreciate your time and, and uh, the opportunity to be on the show. It's always a pleasure. Um, we'd love to have you uh, do some content for the Barbecue League up soon, too, if you're, if you're up for it. So, um, Man, anything can do anything in today's world. You know what I'm saying. we got to spread the love. Yeah. Exactly. I mean, that's, that's, that's our biggest thing. I mean, you know, our, our goal with everything is to grow the, grow the industry as opposed to just grow our brand. I think, you know, there's a lot of room for growth in the barbecue world and the outdoor living and cooking world. And we're, we're one big family at the end of the day. And, you know, we'd love nothing more than to see all of our friends succeed at what they do. Yeah. And folks, I was dead serious when I said from the day this goes, I'm going to stop and take a look 30 days down the down the line, and I'm going to donate dollar 
per listen with Tim to whatever. I don't, I don't care if it's the VA, if it's the uh, brain cancer society that whatever, I don't care, but folks, let's get this out there. Let's get people listening. Let's take some money out of our pocket and let's give it to a great cause. That's awesome. Yeah. I appreciate that, David. It's, it's, It's incredible. So we're looking forward to that. All right, Tim. I appreciate it. Thanks for the time. Everybody, got to like and listen. We got to make some money for these folks. Appreciate you, Tim. (laughs) Awesome. Thanks a lot. Talk to you later. You bet. Bye. Smash that subscribe button and be ready for Butcher's next podcast.